a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, as the midterms draw near, of course, we're looking at all of the tight races here in the state of Utah. And we got to make sure we keep our eye on the rest of the country as well to keep it all in proper perspective. And some of those, as we look at this balance of power and what that might look like in the House of Representatives and in the Senate, uh, are happening right here in the West. We've talked a little bit about what's going on in Nevada. And today we want to look at Arizona. The Arizona Senate race in particular is drawing a lot of attention due to the increasing popularity of the third party libertarian candidate, Mark Victor. Now, we wanted to get into what what is it about his message, his approach uh, that is actually making a connection uh, and that is actually making some inroads in the state of Arizona. Uh, we turn now to uh, our good friend of the program, J.D. Tuchilli, the former managing editor of Reason.com, current contributing editor. Uh, J.D., thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, so let's dive into this. In uh, Arizona, Libertarian Party candidate is uh, polling at 15 percent. That's uh, no small number. That's exactly right. The uh, latest poll had the incumbent uh, Senator Mark Kelly at 46 percent. Blake Masters is his Republican challenger at 33 percent. And Mark Victor, the libertarian, is at 15 percent. And that's a pretty good number for a third party candidate in any capacity. Um, what boosts Mark and uh, Mark Victor? And I got to be careful. Here's you get two Mark. <laughs> got a lot of Marks right. going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. But Mark Victor has run for office before. He's a prominent Arizona uh, criminal defense attorney. He knows how to speak in front of an audience, and he presents himself very well. Um, and at a moment when both the major political parties seem to be kind of drawing into themselves, becoming increasingly tribal, uh, villainizing their opposition. Um, he's explicitly embracing kind of an inclusive, uh, what he calls live and let live message. And it really does seem to be resonating with voters. Yeah. And so interesting in uh, Arizona, you've got about a third of Arizona voters who aren't registered with either the Republicans or the Democrats. And so a lot of those view themselves as kind of that open space, the the movable middle, as we like to, to talk about them, uh, as the message has been going out. Does there seem to be something in particular that has caused uh, that boost? Because that really 15 percent uh, changes a race. It's not like a, a marginal candidate, you know, with a percentage or two. Uh, 15 is a can be a game changer. It absolutely can be. And the big factor here seems to be Blake Masters, the Republican challenger. Um, he has closely associated himself with uh, Donald Trump. He's backed by uh, Peter Thiel, the uh, the tech um, you know, magnet. Um, he's also um, kind of latched on to this new national conservative message, which has a very hard edge to it. Um, he's associated himself, although he's trying to back away now, from a very hard um, uh, uh, support for a national ban on abortion. 
um, and he was questioning the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Now, Arizonans tend conservative, but it's not that kind of hard conservative. It's more of a live and let live, also libertarian conservatism, mm. uh, where you want to just be left alone, but you also don't mind if your neighbors are doing something that's really different. You might roll your eyes at them, but you don't want to dictate life to them. And Blake Masters doesn't give the impression of somebody who wants to leave people alone. He's um, very uh, much about using state power. He was at the National Conservatism Convention in Miami in September, and he was endorsing the use of government to kind of mold society in a conservative image um, as a counterpoint to the way he says and the way the left does use government power to mold society in their image. And that's not necessarily where Arizonans want to go. Yeah, and I love where you began your uh, piece at Reason.com, uh, talking about Americans getting tired of this choice between sort of, and again, this is uh, generalizing, a, a dictatorial Democrat ap- approach to it or a control-freakish Republican <laughs> view of it, uh, that there has to be something in the, in the middle there that might be more what the average American is living day to day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for a long time, uh, the Republican Party in Arizona was was defined by Barry Goldwater, and he had this very strong live and let live air to him. Um, The idea that he really didn't care if you smoke grass or were gay. Um, He just wanted to kind of keep taxes down and keep government out of everybody's hair. And I think that's where, you know, obviously states change over time, electorates change as people move in and move out. But there's still a very strong basis of support for that. And when the New York Times looked at the electorate, they found that a third of voters here are not only independent, but there's a strong tendency for them to self-identify as small L, not with the Libertarian Party, but as Libertarians in the live and let live sense. And that's where Mark Victor is trying to appeal, whereas Blake Masters has explicitly rejected that. He says libertarianism doesn't work. He outright said that last month. Um, whereas Mark Victor is saying, you know, you don't have to be a libertarian. I really want to live, you know, leave you alone to run your own life as long as you're willing to leave your neighbors alone to run their lives, too. And he's a sincere guy who comes off as really believing in that message, very inclusive, um, very much trying to embrace everybody and let people guide their own way through a very difficult time in the world. And um, that does really seem to be finding an audience. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, And so as you look at that coming down the the home stretch, uh, how does that change kind of the strategy down the the last three weeks. What does that mean for a, a Mark Kelly, uh, who obviously won a, a close race first time around? So this is a, a big test for, for him, for Blake Master, as, as you've described where he is in terms of the Republican Party. Uh, having someone like Mark Victor in that space in a significant way, are they tweaking their messages going down the home stretch? And uh, how, what are you watching for uh, as we come down the last few weeks? Traditionally, major party candidates don't like to acknowledge that there's even a third candidate or a fourth candidate in the race. But um, the three of them, Mark Kelly, Blake Masters, and Mark Victor, were all on the stage at a televised uh, debate 
Um, the day, the last day that this that this latest poll was conducted. So these strong figures from Mark Victor came out before he'd even appeared on stage and gave a rather strong performance that that received national attention. Um, the New York Times commented on it. Real Clear Politics commented on it. Um, I mean, it was broadcast by PBS here in Arizona. Now, did that change momentum of the race? That's a great question. But ballots went out this week. I've got mine sitting here on my desk, so people are already starting to vote in Arizona. So if Victor is going to pick up momentum, um, this debate happened at exactly the right moment. The national notice of his polling figures happened at exactly the right moment because the ballots were already uh, sent out by mail, already sitting people as homes, and a lot of them are already filling these out and sending them back or dropping them off um, you know, to be, to be counted. So have Mark Kelly or Blake Masters responded? Have they changed their message? I would say no. Uh, Blake Masters has softened his approach. He seems to realize that he came up with a much harder edge than Arizonans are looking for. Uh, Mark Kelly, for his part, has always tried to identify himself as kind of a continuation of John McCain, who used to hold that seat. And there's a lot of truth to that. The problem being that John McCain was very much in that mold of a military guy who goes into politics as sincere, but doesn't understand why civilians don't obey orders just the way they do in the military. <laughs> and Mark Kelly gives the impression that he thinks the same way. Sincere guy, but he doesn't get that civilian life isn't the same as military life. So uh, how, are they going to moderate their message beyond that? Well, they're both kind of running from their parties. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're running towards a live and let live message. Mm. And that allowed Mark Victor to stake out uh, that territory and to get that out on TV in that debate. And we'll see if as these ballots come back in and get counted, we're going to see if that has had an impact. Yeah. Uh, fascinating stuff. And uh, spot on analysis. I, I've had uh, Mark Kelly on the our show before uh, a few years ago, and it was kind of that same thing. It's like, yeah, that all sounds really good in the military. <laughs> Try that with your 16-year-old or the <laughs> or your neighbor across the road. Uh, it could get a little bit challenging there. But great uh, great insight as always. J.D. Tuchilli, a former managing editor of Reason.com, and he's the current contributing editor. Always great insight, always great writing. Uh, J.D., thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. You take care. All right. Again, that's J.D. Tuchilli. And that's a really fascinating race down there in Arizona. Uh, again, you've got the Libertarian Party candidate uh, racking up about 15 percent. So that's that's way outside the margin of error. Uh, and that will impact uh, both of those uh, uh, traditional party candidates, uh, Blake Master from the Republicans and Mark Kelly, the incumbent Democrat there in Arizona. And uh, again, remember, this is another one of those swing states uh, that uh, could ultimately determine the balance of power in the United States Senate. Uh, Mark Kelly seemed to have uh, a lead that was comfortable. Uh, it's tightening up as most races do down the home stretch. We'll continue to watch that one uh, as we move everything forward. All right, we're going to step aside for a bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources. Stick around. We'll be right back. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.